future is Mecca. In the previous episode, I found Coda first. Then Azalea semi tackled me. What'd you get? Hardback Ranger? Macrobot? Sturdy Mech? A mech's a mech. What kind is it? It's small. It's fat. It won't walk straight. So awful it had to be hilarious, at least for a moment. What's happening, Simlord? You trying to bail, but your friends are stopping you? It'll be like a comet hitting a cruise liner. Doosh! Nothing left. Praxa, coach. I'm here for open tryouts. Odd my signal. Hit it. A high piping sounded, and the mechas pumped their jets and headed at me like arcs of blurred silver. They left a gap I could turn and slide through. I hit my jets, but this wasn't a sim. Nothing happened. I screamed, Jets! And heard through the ringing impact of a mecha elbow colliding with my left shoulder. Calibrating. Trying to move just left me standing on one leg and easy to knock off balance, which they did, but it took three of them. I tried to get off a last second pass, but the arms had different ideas and instead bent the stick, letting the ball drop to the ground. I dropped too, spinning to land face down. I was thrown forward against my straps with nothing to see but permaturf pressed against the canopy. I wondered if I was going to have bruises to show off tomorrow. The mecha shuddered with a hit, and another hit. I could feel the arms had come up over the back of my head. I was still holding the stick and it was taking some of the punishment. Interstellar! Object! Doosh! Yelled Risto. And I was hit so hard the stick was knocked from the mecha's hands and we both bounced and slid forward. He must have got a jet throw. That's when other mechas grab and throw you higher as you jet up, so you fly above and beyond the height restrictions. It's more of a dancer's move, since it's illegal during mechcross games. So he got some altitude, and then he fell down right on top of me. A classic sky drop. And he stayed on me. He was banging on the back of my head. The basic COO cretin was trying to pop my cockpit during a tryout. Okay, okay, off him. Off him, the coach said. I felt the ground quiver with each step as he stomped over. The banging stopped and I was lifted into the air and turned upright. The coach had me in one hand and Risto in the other. He dropped Risto, whose jets cut in as he fell, and he swooped over to Tien. They knocked sticks and then they both made foot-rubbing motions on the turf. The rest of the team joined in. I could hear laughter as the coach carried me off the field and put me down just beyond the edge of the danger zone. Mercross isn't for everyone, said the coach. Least of all you. Maybe stick to Sims until you can pilot that thing. Okay, players, passing drill, he said and went back to the field. That was chaotic, said Coda. But now we know your cockpit is on tight. He and Azalea had come over to give me their support but I could barely hear it through the buzzing in my ears. I wasn't hurt. I was seething with adrenaline from the action and Risto's attack. The buzzing was blood rushing at high speed through every part of me. I wanted to get back out there. But in this COO baby, I didn't stand a chance. Risto was so basic, so toxic. He was trying to pop you right in front of the coach, and the coach didn't even say anything, said Azalea. Coda stomped around me. You're in good shape. I do not know what you're painted with, reckless Praxit, but there's not even a scuff mark, let alone a scratch in your even green skin. And Risto sky dropped on you. Oh my moon, you are right, said Azalea, taking a look. 
She stood in front of me and patted the top of my cockpit. I could see her in her cockpit, the padding movement of her hand in the prosthetics, and I could somehow feel her hand on my own head. That's one tough baby you've got. I say shrug it off and come and dance. That pat on the head, the way the two of my friends cared, acted like an antidote to the adrenaline. Azalea was right. I should shrug it off. But I couldn't shrug off just how bad the baby was. Did it even have jets? So, coming in dancing, said Azalea. Dancing was by far the most popular mecha activity. Most people stuck to the popular dance styles. Flash, ice, weave, alpha pop, and so on. Not Azalea. She was in a three-person Malay squad. They performed stylized fight sequences. Some traditional, some from Viri's, and some of their own invention. They didn't do the slow-mo, we're so graceful and symmetrical style. They're all about the high-speed, jets-on, whipping and slashing. When they didn't end with three tangled mechas on the ground, their routines were like watching a shining, shifting tornado striped with their forearm ribbons, which moved so fast the colors mixed like paint. I don't have the brain to remember all the moves Azalea memorizes. I'm limited to freestyling or simple cha-cha-cha, kick-swing-bow thing. Now my sister... Let's not go there. Not where I wanted to go. Hello in there, said Azalea. I'm back. I'm back. I need to do more mecking. This thing is still calibrating, and I couldn't keep up with you even if I knew the steps, I said. Are they not delivered calibrated, said Coda. Yes, every single one except this baby, I said. Want to trudge clumsily beside me across the autonomous zone? Would love to, Praxit fellow, but there's a weave building over there that needs my input. Be wary out there in the wastelands. A trefoil was forming on the field, attracting mechas from the other dance teams. There was no size limit on a trefoil weave. The interwoven circles just kept getting wider as you added more mechas. It was a bit tricky when the jets cut out so low to the ground. The rings were flattened and the trefoil was virtually horizontal instead of vertical. The dancers had to make constant tiny adjustments to keep circling. If that wasn't hard enough, they also had to spin like a slow drill as they followed the intricate path. It was pretty to watch, but I never understood why you want to participate for more than a minute. Weave dancers will lock into the zone and just trace and retrace and retrace the pattern for like ever. My friends stomped away and I decided walking back to the mecha stand was enough of a challenge. I didn't want to be out in the autonomous zone of my own and get tangled up in a game of chain bowl or get intercepted by bored poppers. It was more of a slow trudge than a walk. Have you heard the saying, practice slow to learn fast? I took my time. My arms and legs were getting tired fighting the mecha, but if I held off correcting the steps, we would start staggering sideways. And the arms, well, they just seemed to want to twist and float up. I figured there had to be something I could do. System status, I said. Calibrating, the stupid thing said. Calibration status, I said. Calibration system is calibrating. When will the COO calibrating be finished? Unknown, Pilot Brackish. Ugh, my name is Praxit. Understood, Pilot Flaxit. Praxit. Understood, Pilot Practice. At least I was getting close. Prax it, you big baby. Understood. Pilot Prack.
Tschüss. I gave up. Something major had to be wrong with this thing. The voice interface was as broken as the prosthetics. Dad bought a dud. It was kind of my fault. I had been pressuring him so hard to buy one. Years of my worst, shameless whining. The kind you can't turn off once you start. Look what it got me. If I had just kept calm and held out for another year, or even just Christmas, I might have got a real mecca. As if I could have held out longer. I'm only flesh and blood. A kid can't control their mecha urges. I guess I'm still calibrating too. The mecha stand was mostly empty. Everyone was out in the ground playing, including the poppers. I had plenty of space to maneuver into my spot. Nothing made a person madder than coming back from free play and finding their spot taken. After I de-mecked, I actually took a moment to walk around the thing. The combined disbelief and disappointment this morning must have had me in shock when I first climbed in. Then I was running late when I got to the stand. And yeah, I hadn't even looked at the thing properly. First thing I noticed, the lack of mount points on the arms and chest continued on the back. There weren't any holes anywhere. Anywhere. There were markings on the lower back where a data port should be, but that was it. The other thing I noticed? No intake ports on the legs. It made me kick the right leg hard enough to hurt my foot. The thing didn't even have jets. Who heard of a mecha without jets? I was going to have to walk everywhere. I couldn't use the transit pads. I couldn't jet over to the city with my friends or drop in on Coda's place or anything. I was still stuck co-piloting, cramped behind Azalea's or Coda's seat in their cockpits if I wanted to go anywhere with them. At that point, the big baby went from being a problem I had to solve to a depressing lump of metal. Happy birthday, Praxit, said a voice behind me. I turned to see Enu, standing there in the red-framed Ari glasses he never took off. He was a tall, skinny kid who was obviously ignoring the hair fashion. His was cropped short enough to see his scalp. The guy was a bit weird, but everyone put it down to him being super smart, like the rest of the four freaks. We all wondered what he had happening in his glasses because his eyes were always moving. Little jerks left and right, up and down. If you asked him, all he would tell you was it's his systems. That's an interesting mecha you've got there, he said. Did you see my Mechross tryout, I said? Everyone saw your tryout. It's been shared everywhere. Well, it's not interesting. It's a primitive piece of basic poop, I said. In color and quality. He tapped the arm of his glasses. I saw the registration pop up yesterday. It was curious. Yesterday? This thing's been around for years. And how could you even access that? My mother's in city security. That has its advantages. The mecha might have been around for years, but it was registered yesterday for three years in your name. But that's not what's curious. He had his arms crossed and the left corner of his mouth stretched just enough to imply a smirk, like he was feeling clever. I waited. He stayed silent. We stared at each other. The afternoon stream bell sounded. That little smirk crept out wider. He knew he was winning. Okay, I give in. What is curious about it? A couple of things, Praxit. He stepped up to the mecca and ran his hand over the leg. He knocked on the leg twice. My throat crunched like it was trying to swallow itself, but the baby didn't respond. He knocked on its belly. More than a couple. First, 
He turned back to me and held up his hand with a thumb and forefinger forming a circle. The model identifier in the registration. What about it? There wasn't one. Rather, there was one, if you could call it that. It was just a zero. He wiggled his hand for emphasis. Sounds about right, but you'd have to ask my dad, or the guy got it from, what it should be. You can't have a zero as an identifier, Praxit. You literally can't put a zero in there. Clerk doesn't drop mechas without identifiers, and you can't change an identifier, not through the system at Mechadep. Second thing, the category. Did insurance money come through or something? Never mind that for now. You better head into your next stream. What? Why? He nodded to indicate something behind me. Davar's coming. And he knows it was you that scratched his paint job. He's liable to drop that sink club of his on your head. Or maybe just whack you into orbit with it. CO2, I said. I turned and saw Davor, flanked by Nobo and Klaus, crossing the autonomous zone. They're like a shadow among the shining mechas streaming back to the stand. You coming in? I said to Inu. Not yet. I have some business with Davor. By the way, your mecha's color. I don't think it's paint. I think it's intrinsic. I kept looking back and forth between Enu and the popper's dark mechas. They were moving in fast. What does that even mean, I said, backing away up the pedestrian path towards the building. The color. It's intrinsic. It's the actual color of the metal. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. You mean that color is all through it? Don't know. Supposedly, the EM fields that give active alloy its strength can be tuned to affect surface properties, nanoscopic properties like color of reflected light. You better run. I'll chat you later. I turned and ran because Davor's drive for vengeance is legendary. Last year, this girl Marika took a spot in the stand after lunch. Sounds minor, right? Two days later, they caught her in the autonomous zone, popped her, knocked her cockpit into a hole, and pushed her mecha neck first into another. And that was just for taking his spot. Compare that to scratching his precious black and moody paint job. Yes, they got their mechas blocked for a month, but they didn't care. They just stood them in the public stand. So I ran from Davor through the stand, past the mechas shuffling into position, past the pilots climbing down from their mechas and walking back for the afternoon stream, past everyone who saw my disastrous tryout. I'm sure they all thought I was running because I was embarrassed. They're only half right. Should have run like that on the field, someone called. Don't fall over, Simlord, called another voice. Run, Dimlord, someone shouted, and it caught on. Dimlord, Dimlord, Dimlord followed me up the steps and into the building. I used to like being called a Simlord. Like just yesterday. I liked that everyone knew I was Prax at 2230. The Prax at 2230 whose scores they were never going to beat whose runs they had to stream or watch on replay because they're never going to rank into the matches I play to witness them firsthand. I had thought I was popular, well-liked, but I guess I was just well-known. Azalea and Coda have known me since we were in the forest crèche together, digging holes, climbing trees, rolling in the mud. There were other kids I still knew from back then, but they weren't friends like those two. Maybe if I'd simmed less or tried harder to make more friends, I wouldn't have felt like I had to hide. That's the kind of thought you have when you're hiding in the smelly bathroom and waiting for the drone release bell in the hallways to empty of people yelling, Yo, Dim Lord, at you. I eventually left the cubicle and let the drones escort me to my common stream room through the quiet halls and stairwells. I could hear the echoes of my footsteps under the high-pitched buzz of the drones. The hallways are so much bigger when no one's around. 
You can see beyond the hundreds of grey lockers lying the walls all the way to the stream leader screen at the end. The only competition board I've never ranked on. I didn't care about that one. At the door of my assigned room, I peered through the narrow window of wire-reinforced glass at the tables of learners with their veer sets on, their hands resting on their keyboards or twiddling their input pencils. More friends wouldn't have helped today, I thought. No, the only thing that would have helped was a decent mecca. I had a flash of myself walking back down the empty hallways, down the front steps and back home. But the learning guide spotted me and came over to the door. Her name was Miami. She was like 60 or 70 with gray hair that was long at the front, right down over her eyebrows, and short at the back. She was not one of the nice guides. She was the kind that would actually use the guide tablet to check what you were veering, and she would jab you in the back with her pencil if you weren't in the right scenario or if you had a chat box visible. Come on, she looked at her tablet. Prax it. The table's been restructured today, so you're now at the far end. Follow me and I'll introduce you to your new section table mates. They did this every four weeks. I should have expected it because the morning stream got restructured last Wednesday. It was supposed to create a dynamic learning environment, but everything still looked the same inside your veer set. I was glad everyone had their veer sets on. No one paid any attention to me until we reached the table. There were seven kids sitting around it, plus a single empty chair waiting for me. Two of the kids had Macross team shirts on. They had a red mechafist holding a macross stick with 548 underneath it. I got a bad feeling. Miami tapped on the table until the kids flipped up their sets and looked at us. Yo, Dimlord, said Kai. Tryouts for this table are closed. What features Mecca? And want it sooner? Visit patreon.com slash features Mecca.